Welcome to the Donkey's Best Friends Podcast. I am your host, Bobito, a.k.a. Bobito Mosquito, a.k.a. The Funk Soul Brother, a.k.a. Master B, a.k.a. Styles B, a.k.a. BMX. And you are listening to the 2050, jeez, <laughs> 54th episode of the podcast. Guys, happy new year to every single one of you who listens to this podcast. I am immensely grateful for you to still be listening to this podcast. Like I said, it's the 54th episode 50 episodes ago we were doing a very similar episode that we're going to be doing today but like i said i hope all your ambitions dreams and wishes for the year um come to fruition um i hope mentally physically emotionally uh spiritually you you attain some growth or even if you like personally uh it's been a minute since i felt some real spiritual why did I make that like 18 syllables? <laughs> it's been a minute since I felt some spiritual, um, um, I want to say enlightenment, but even like growth. Like maybe I felt, maybe I just don't know what, what classifies as spiritual growth, but definitely mental, uh, stimulation. I wouldn't say growth. Growth probably is not the right word, but mental stimulation has definitely been a major part of my last few years um, of just developing myself into the man that I want to be and uh, physically um, ups and downs. It's just constantly like you'll get an injury or you'll just slip out of routine or whatever. Right now, um, I was probably in the best shape of my life a month ago and then like as you start slowing down at work and you start slipping out of routine and slipping into holiday and then i got, I, I got an extra my fucking knee was uh cracked and i'd been training and running through that for a few months <laughs> so uh, i had to really get off it completely and then i got uh so i was doing like training that didn't aggravate my knee and then i got uh COVID and that was just and then it was december so it's just like eating whatever the fuck i wanted so i'm not in horrible shape i never am in horrible shape i don't think but i'm definitely not um tracking where i'd like i would have liked to be physically uh but like i said it's 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 not the end of the world like it's the fourth of jan two days uh two days down into into the gym today was the second day we out here um mentally physically emotionally emotionally is probably one of the most chaotic parts of my um my current my current um development um wellness if you can call it that uh i am losing control of my emotions and i don't mean that in the sense of um i'm just exploded exploding or just like super high super lows and that kind of stuff i more so mean like i'm just shutting them down because like if anything aggravates me in any kind of way i just um refuse to deal with it and that's a very dangerous pattern especially for me being a uh, recovering drug addict so um working on that i've noticed the patterns i'm seeing like retreading old ground and i'm not happy about it but i will say that over the past maybe week week or two um it's definitely been a lot I've been in a way uh, better state if I'm speaking from that point of view and then spiritually like I said I mean uh, a few weeks ago I did a little a podcast um, 
I think it was the year anniversary episode where I um, looked at um, Exodus in the Bible and that just got me. So I wouldn't say spirituality and religion are the same, but they do overlap I think, in, in my view. And for me, they are very interlinked because of the way I was raised and the way I'm just programmed and I can unprogram myself. But as you can see, there's many things that just need to be happening at once. But I'm not I'm not too bad with the spirit that I feel. I don't I, 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 I don't feel too disconnected with the spirit that I feel. But yeah, man, today I didn't want to be talking to you guys about my spirit and <laughs> and that kind of well you know i don't i never know what i'm really here to talk to you guys about but today i'd like a kind of outline of a plan because last year on the fourth episode of the podcast i did an episode where i looked at uh the visual capitalist uh the visual capitalists it's a website uh predictions for 2021 and i just looked at whether i agreed with them or not and you know they were like maybe 12 i only looked at like five um so i'll just quickly like quick recap of those before i go into a few predictions uh for 2022 um and see what i feel about those and then maybe uh what i wanted to do i wanted to do this in october but i completely forgot (laughs) so i'm doing it now and i think yeah yeah i completely forgot so i'm doing it now and we're gonna try and do this in october and look at how the year has actually panned out so the first prediction was that esg reaches a tipping point which basically meant that uh the environmental social and uh governance uh perspective on companies or um uh objectives of companies uh would be would be would be taken a lot more seriously uh would reach a point where it was like it it would reach a point of unprecedented but i think tipping points kind of um an unprecedented point sorry that was annoying me (laughs) uh but i think tipping point means that it's like the top like it'll never pass this point and from then on um we're, we're kind of decreasing it, it or esg will be decreasing in importance and i never thought that or actually to be fair i think that might be no i don't think that's possible so let me just give you a a, a a a point of view into what i was just thinking i was just thinking that you know sometimes and it's 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 a constant theme with the world that when something gains a lot of momentum we can call it the black lives matter movement me too movement um environmental esg um uh movements um the united nations uh social development goals or i think it's social sustainable development sustainability development goals yeah those the united nations sustainability development goals um all of these like real initiatives movements and um social activism when they pick up steam and really get moving sometimes um the 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 momentum is so powerful that it cannot help itself 
to ruffle some feathers especially when you have people who are proponents of these movements who perhaps use them either for their own gain or they twist the movement or the goal or the um, objective uh, in a malicious or maybe not malicious but maybe self-serving manner or like uh, monetarily driven manner or whatever um, a, a no longer um, shared value kind of growth so let's say we're looking at me too and when the me too movement which is a you know what let me not let me say what i view it as or maybe view it in its best light as is um men or any abusers but predominantly men let's be fair um being brought to task and made accountable for their wrongs and giving um abuse those abused um recourse so that they can maybe begin their healing and even further from that correcting the social norms that allowed these situations to take place so we all move forward in a better and safer environment that's the best case scenario but now what also happens under the veil of that is people get targeted um because they may be in the way or impediment to somebody's goals so let's say it's a borderline or on the on the fence kind of case for myself right and i own land that i'm refusing to sell and i don't need to sell and whatever and the people who are trying to buy it the company or something like that who's trying to buy it knows that there's a woman who is accusing me of rape but there's no real evidence and in fact if let's say i'm speaking from it never happened right but there's no real proof that it never happened and maybe i didn't behave in the best way but it wasn't rape like maybe it was a shitty moment but it wasn't rape it wasn't um abuse but it was me being a dick you get what i mean there's like a difference but they take it and they twisted using a media machine that's a media machine and the emotions of millions of people or thousands millions I don't know of people who are behind this movement who are so in 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 incensed enraged or maybe empowered might be a better word to do right that they target me on behalf of this person who they don't understand is actually targeting me because they want my land and i actually have done nothing to the degree that they meet so you get what i mean how think these kinds of things can be twisted and i thought that when that happens like i said oh this is yeah bring it on when that happens what tends to happen is people who are thinking of the, oh somebody like me in this scenario somebody like me may become bitter and may become a sacrificial lamb uh martyr for people who were against this movement and what might end up happening is that the people who are against this movement are actually more powerful and when they actually start to they 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 bide their time kind of thing like they just wait out the storm 
And once the storm loses momentum, they strike back and they strike back hard. And you find yourself in a situation that was worse than before. So Dave Chappelle alluded to that in the um, Not the Closer special, I think Sticks and Stones, where he said to women, you, um, the way that women in the Me Too movement were uh, behaving, and I don't want to say it like that because it's, like I can't tell you, like I always say, like, if somebody does you wrong, you have no, um, you have no, what's the word? You have no, you have no say in their retaliation. You cannot dictate how they retaliate. Or if you do somebody wrong, you have no say in how they retaliate to that wrong. So when when women were done wrong or abused people were done wrong, the abuser is no longer allowed to say what is and this is a very simple, simple, simplified way of looking at things, but it's normally how I look at things to make sure that I don't do wrong or try not to do wrong. Um, is that when you hurt somebody or did abuse or whatever, when that person comes back, the retaliation, you don't get to decide. So if it's disproportionate to the wrong that was done, then so be it kind of thing. So... I look at it like that with women and abused people coming uh, forward. But there are people who may look at it like, hey, this is disproportionate. And because it's disproportionate, we now have to react in a way. And like he said in his special, Dave Chappelle, um, Texas passed like the most stringent uh, um, abortion laws that have ever been seen on the planet Earth. And that was basically, well, it can be seen as re- retaliation or... You, go, you get what I mean So Coming back to the original Prediction ESG Environmental, social and uh, Governance um, Will be taken more seriously I'm not going to get into What those uh, Stand for If you don't know Go to the episode Or research Do some Googles But I don't think A tipping point Would be a good Description of what What was reached I think they are con- they will con- be they will continue to be taken uh, very very importantly and I think there's a, a, a another um, prediction that will allow me to go into a bit more detail on that I don't want to really go into too much now but yeah I think uh, the environment will continue to be more will continue uh, environmental goals uh, objectives. Uh, will continue to be at the forefront of what or maybe not at the forefront but they will continue to be pushed closer to the forefront of what organizations consider success um socially they i think uh, organizations are making it and i'm not saying at the degree that they need to be but i am seeing or personally i feel like i'm seeing um growth in the sense of how uh, companies are trying to be more equitable um, to both their employees and their other stakeholders being the community and um, yeah I think I think socially companies are, companies are being more responsible uh, but yet again like I said uh, is that um, for the sake of a more equitable world or is it because they realize that it's more profitable for they have to be to in a in order to gain the um 
this the to in order to entice customers because customers are becoming more um more 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 understanding of what their social or their their buying power means so if you aren't socially responsible then we just won't buy your product so are companies doing it still for the bottom line and if so is that even a problem is that an issue well it might be when those two conflict where the bottom line is no longer served by being socially responsible and companies now have to make a choice and then we'll see and it happens all the time and then we'll see um, who's really about this life and who's really just trying to play play so yeah that's that ESG reaching a tipping point the next prediction was that China would have a strong 2021 and from what I saw um, China did definitely have a strong beginning to the year but around quarter three um, they started seeing seeing some some pullback and or the economy started pulling back at, maybe not pulling back but maybe slowing down the growth of the economy or maybe yeah the growth of the economy and just the performance of the economy um, was was slowing down and from what I read it was mainly attributed to um, supply supply chain issues um, really hampering the whole um, economy on that side and I, I didn't research it too much but I would just based on um, what's been happening in terms of um, oil reserves around the world and oil production and just this kind of oil um, oil dispute war whatever what you want to call it um, between the west and between like nations like russia and all the oil rich nations or maybe the major oil providers of the world and how i think that play that maybe played a whole a role in china's pullback or um economic e- 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 economic i hope i said that right if i didn't jesus christ <laughs> fire me now <laughs> um uh slow down so yeah i think i think if amongst the world because even though they were doing they were doing uh extremely well and like i said the the slowdown wasn't due to what you would think it would be which is well actually i wouldn't even have thought i think when i did this initially it was a year on from maybe eight months on from uh covid um being like really hitting the fan like april 2020 and um china being very like at the forefront or at the center of like yo you started this and like first country to shut down kind of stuff and whatever i think i can't remember i think maybe italy was also there but by the time 2020 was ending and 2021 was rolling in china was already like recovering at a much rap at a much quicker rate than most other countries we were still in a pretty hectic lockdown if you remember so i think china having a strong beginning of 2020 um first two quarters and then slowing down quarter three as did most of the countries in the world um i think we can consider that prediction correct and then uh, the next prediction was brands must be more authentic and values driven. And I think we've kind of dug, delved into that a bit with ESG. Um, but that's that's the thing. Like, is it authentic? How authentic is it when it's driven by the fact that 
this is only to achieve monetary growth or um just to achieve the bottom line bottom line which is profit and see so like how do you measure that is kind of what i'm what i'm what i'm asking like how do we measure whether nike is really for social reform and social justice um with social justice reform how do we measure um if well actually i think shell might be a good example um but that's more esg but i think these two go hand in hand and that's what i kind of alluded to earlier the fact that shell did uh, is doing some like i can't remember the exact term of exactly what's going on but they basically setting off like little explosions or like yeah little explosions like they just really are disturbing i think that would be a great word uh or while i'm just freestyling here um i'll just research what exactly shell's doing but it's like they're disturbing the natural environment for um a lot of sea wildlife um and i think it's to ex- their exploration for like oil or natural gas or something so they're setting off like they're setting off bombs or like that kind of shit i can't remember but yeah seismic blasting so they're setting off like these blasts that have a devastating impact on the health of, health of marine life and ecotourism so i found this out because it was like cons- like consistently and people that i normally wouldn't expect to know much about what's going on and not to say in a bad way it's just like it's not what you normally post but they take um time away from that to really like dig into what shell's doing and even myself like the little bit that i do for myself i mean it's not like completely out of my way but it's just i just don't buy petrol from shell because Yet again, it's like you're putting profit above the planet. Now, I don't know what dire state or what went into making this decision. I haven't done much research into how bad it actually is or whatever. But I trust those who um fight for the ocean and, you know, like y'all y'all should be tr- like if I don't want to do it, then let me just believe that you guys <laughs> got this. Um and yeah that's that's kind of one of the one of the aspects that I I see um people are way more I don't want to say woke but and I was going to replace woke with awake <laughs> but people are uh more um sensitive and aware of how companies behave socially um what their values are and whether they live up to the values and whether those values match us as people um and whether that this is an authentic message i mean as soon as a company loses authentic authenticity and which is pretty weird because companies lose their authenticity and it's almost like you're gone you're out of here whereas with people or brands like 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 personal brands um sometimes authenticity is not as highly regarded i think it's 
It's a bit of both. But yeah, I think overall that prediction is still correct. Um, another prediction would be the fourth prediction. Give me a sec. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Sorry about that. Uh, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I'm out of practice. I didn't do an episode last week. If you guys noticed, I'll fuck with you. If you didn't notice, I still fuck with you. You're here today. Um, work from home is here to stay. So yeah, that was definitely the case for me last year. Um, I was still majorly, or actually, completely working from home, except for days that I chose to go into the office. And even those days was like a ghost town. Um, so yeah, work work from home. I think in many many industries as well. Uh, job that i was working in um it's likely to change um as soon as it's safe for 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 everybody to be back at work but um i think most jobs are open or most 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 companies are opening up the channel for employees to choose and maybe taking in employees um perspectives on whether or input on whether or how they'd like to structure their work i know that flexible working hours are definitely a bigger thing um the company that i'm about to work for um tomorrow start my first day so wish me luck uh but uh they've got extremely flexible or maybe not extremely that's a bit of a over of exaggeration but they've got very flexible working hours and i think they become more flexible um the more trust you build with your um employee or with your um direct senior um and it's a way more relaxed i I feel like workplaces are becoming way more relaxed in the way they um they treat employees it's no longer a carrot and stick or um like a very antagonistic relationship between the employer and employee i think more companies are and really like just like we were saying before like um are you projecting because i've worked at companies where um it's all about employee well-being and all of that on paper but in actuality not at all the bottom line will always come like it will always come first like regardless and that's like i don't even see it as the worst thing in the world i just think that you need to be upfront with the degree to which it comes first because some choices some decisions that employers or superiors make um completely undermine the whole viewpoint that employee well-being is important to the company you know you get what i mean but i think um it's the the the, call it last two three companies that i've worked for um they've really been um fair with their assessment of employee well-being and with their attempts to really make sure that their employees are, are 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 in a great space and are happy with their workspace and um are heard which is a great great thing just for personally people in the workforce and obviously if you don't like the the way that things are done you can leave or you can make a way to change you can try and attempt to you know 
change things and like i said people are or from the point of views and the companies that i've worked for of late uh that's been the the my that's been my experience that companies are um more open to change and that is great honestly and the last prediction that i got here um is that uh individuals and employers take oh yeah i kind of combined the work from home is yet stay in that uh but yeah individuals and employers take one no no this is actually a bit different uh individuals and employers take wellness more seriously so this i kind of took as um overall wellness of a human being or as a of a person so obviously like like we've kind of just explained um from an employer point of view um it's kind of like if you if you if 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 you have cattle right um you get the best milk and the best beef from really well cared uh or really well taken care of cattle so cattle that are comfortable cattle that have their hooves trimmed re- uh, regularly uh, that are uh um what's his name seen by a vet or by a professional who can really assess the wellness of your cattle um that gets um enough vitamin d and are out in the sun sometimes who that are not like on top of each other that have a bit of like free range to you know move around a bit and you know are are really cared for in a way that shows that um their wellness is important you get the best milk you get the best beef so people are very similar in the sense that if a and if an employer really shows that your employees matter your your happiness matters your wellness matters then you are likely to get the best from the employees and if you're not if you don't then at that point that employee might not be the fit for the company you hear what i mean um so i think companies are now realizing that the that antagonistic relationship that they used to have like you have to do this or you'll get fired or you're constantly like that and there's still a lot of my friends and people that i know who li- work in environments like that uh, that whole like kind of threatening and just in your face like just antagonistic relationship where you leave work like fuck this job or i'm a fucking dick this guy one day or whatever and but you still get the job done but perhaps you might and maybe i don't know different tricks for different sticks i don't know where i'm going with that <laughs> but maybe uh certain certain industries certain employees certain people require that and others require something else but more so uh when we're looking at individual wellness like like i said um i don't know if i said this in this podcast or another podcast but um uh, just that idea of like total wellness and total well-being like looking at your emotional physical religious or you know just really taking into account your total wellness because how i see it right is that if i'm physically like if i'm if my diet is on point so i'm eating what i need to be eating to really function at a high level uh physically then i'm actually putting my body through the rigors of like training and running and making sure that it actually is fighting because obviously like with the breakdown of the muscle and like the protein synthesis synthesis you build muscle you build 
strength and you become stronger and like more alert depending on your diet and whatever and just you build a routine that allows you to like to find the pocket and once you find that pocket of optimum uh efficiency or like uh where you can really you know smash the day that's physical that's my physical part down now if in this time i'm utilizing my increased focus to stimulate my brain in ways that maybe are not always career oriented like this podcast for what is definitely one of those things that allows me to just use a different side of my brain a different part of my brain that allows me to both relax from the rigors of my career and and like uh further studies and whatever and like switch off on that side but still stimulate me in a way that allows me to stay in the pocket you get what i mean and then you utilize this kind of physical mental stimulation and you get into a zone kind of and i feel like i said or didn't say i can't remember but that you you will not you will never and maybe there are people who are able to stay in that zone like 24/7 every every day 24/7 365 days a year personally it's normally like there's there's pockets where it's like 2 3 months where it's on fleek and then maybe 2 3 weeks maybe a month where you start dragging your feet a bit things start falling maybe you're missing meals here and there uh you're missing exercise or workout here and there you know you may be sleeping a bit later maybe not doing all the all the things that keep you in the zone but it's almost taking the foot off the gas so you can get back in the zone that's for me but nonetheless i think more and more people are realizing this kind of thinking and i'm not saying that you maybe see it in this way this is how i quantify it like just you know make it make sense to me and make make sure i understand why i need to do certain things why i need to go to na meetings why i need to um work out why i need to eat in a certain way why i can't eat certain things at certain times why i should be doing this why i shouldn't behave like this and what all of it is to in order to maintain the wellness of my brain body and spirit so that i can operate at a point where i can achieve what i want to achieve and that normally aligns with whoever is employing me so that we're both happy uh just on that side because the happier my employer is the more opportunities provide uh, are, are provided maybe with this employer or maybe other employers wherever the the goal ends up and the goals obviously I like keeping things very close to the chest especially with my ambitions because people will never treat what you believe in and want to achieve then people never treat your dreams with the respect and adoration or maybe not adoration but with the with the respect that you do like have you ever had that situation where you just say to someone hey man um for example i think i, I was thinking of learning how to fly jets or learning how to fly helicopters and like nigga what like fly helicopters is fucking stupid off the cuff co- uh, comment but 
said at the wrong time to the wrong person maybe the dream dies there maybe yeah like dave Chappelle once said in the stand-up like uh, about a woman who um said that louis ck is jerking off in front of her or on the sh- like he called her and then he started jerking off after asking her if he could and i don't think he got an answer but he did it anyway which like the whole situation is creepy but at the same time it's pretty funny <laughs> it's fun what <laughs> we get into louis ck i actually wanted to get into louis ck maybe in this podcast i was watching another stand-up of his and um like we'll talk about this in the next podcast but i miss the man i miss i miss the stand-up he was really cool a uh, really funny comedian but at the same time what he was doing with the jerking off on the phone i just wanted to speak about like why like but at the same time you know what we'll get into that because i really want to delve into why and how i understand it i, I do understand it guys i'm gonna leave it there and you'll have to listen to the next episode but i do understand why louis ck was asking woman if he could jerk off with with them listening on the phone or like them being in the room and he'd be like hey guys i'm just gonna go to the like they'd be in his like room and he'd be like hey i'm just gonna go into the corner and jerk off like i'm just gonna head to the bed and like jerk off and like like i don't need you to touch me or even watch if you want you don't even have to but like i'm just gonna jerk off and like yeah that's gonna happen i mean at the same time you could leave the room but I'm not, I'm not even getting into, like, we'll get into that in deeper conversations. But what I'm saying is I understand the impulse to do so. And I'm not say, you know what, I'm going to leave it right there. I understand the impulse to do so, and I'll break it down in the next episode. But yeah, I think we've gone over the predictions for next year, or for this year, and seen which ones. I don't even think I, like, looked at whether they did or not. I just spoke about them. And, yeah, I don't know how this episode went. I had no real plan. I also am not going into the predictions for 2022 that I wanted to do. Uh, We'll do that next week as well, for sure. So, instead of doing that, I'd like to head into my favorite part of the podcast, which is the musical project of the week but being as that it's um the first episode of 2022 i'd like to do what i normally do every now and then which is or what i did last year uh, in this episode um or the episode preceding this which was the musical project of the year last year's musical project of the year was um lenti leonardo a class of my own guys I can never um, big this project up enough. Like it really is. It's his first full-length project, Linti Leonardo, and it is fucking incredible. It's a real. It's a, it's a South African dude. Uh, he's from Annadale. Like represents Annadale. Like like Annadale's finest spitters. Um, he really like. Bro, it's like really like if you're listening to if you're listening to music to really hear somebody's life, their perspective, their view on things, their like somebody really painting a picture about his experiences in a way that is both like you can see it, but you feel it even more. And then it's dope music. Like it's a really, really fun. I cannot tell you how dope this project is, and I really hope that you guys listen to it. Uh, but this year's musical project of the year, um, I would say, has to go to 
my favorite uh, one of my favorite let me not say my favorite one of my favorite artists uh, of all time uh, he just really like his his music just really it's just shit bro for me <laughs> and it always gets me out of these like really dark times like where I really just feel dark like the energy around me is just dark and it emanates from me i'm not saying that it's anything that's happening to me or it's just it's just inside it comes from inside and slowly pushes outwards and i try and shield like shield those around me and those who could be around me from it by isolating myself almost like i've got covid like when i feel like that dark cloud coming over like it's not anybody else's dark cloud it's my dark cloud so i have to settle what is up before i bring anyone into my mess and maybe that's not a good thing maybe i should reach out more and i do i've got my niggas from z keegan stalizi who are always there my girl caitlin uh like if i'm not mentioning you you definitely know where you guys stand but yeah definitely definitely try and like deal with that shit by myself and when i say that i'd never it's never just me it's never just me i'm never alone because i've got my nigga rally richie with me and rally richie releases real music for people who deal with this kind of shit and i'm not saying it's mental illness or, like i don't know i still like i've been saying this for a year i still have not uh picked up from my treatment of medical oh i don't even think it was uh, you can consider a treatment i think it was like a patch drop like after my past past like there was a time where i uh engaged in um therapy in some way shape or form um and i kind of left it at that and at the same time like there was something that i prioritized even better even more than getting better or feeling better or just working things out that was drugs so at that time it was not a priority and maybe it would be a great time in my life to really just try and sort out whatever brings these thoughts because i don't know if it's mental illness or it's just as anybody else as a human being has you have mood swings you have like these times where you go dark but like i said and rally richie jacob anderson is his actor name he was gray worm in uh game of thrones and he is the most incredible artist and the project that i i'm alluding to like in the, I've, i've mentioned his project his projects like maybe five times on this podcast and i'll never stop because they are just not only do they just like i said with the class of my own it's like somebody speaking their their truths their experiences their what they've seen what they've experienced in a way that you can both feel and envision and like you're like relate to even but then as well the musical side of it is just on another level now the class of my own definitely the music side is dope but this project andy by jacob anderson like the musical side is on for me personally like maybe it's not groundbreaking to anybody else but when i hear it and i hear what he does with his voice and what he does with like the the flows that he hits and like just 
how the music connects i honestly like i i sometimes listen to his albums like on repeat for like a month and it never gets old it's just like yo yo so yeah andy is the project's name and it is the project of the year for me i don't know if it came out last year i think it might have came out in 2020 uh but it is the project that i was listening to most of last year not to say that it was a very dark year like um it had its dark patches it had its bright it's really bright patches and um all 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 in all it was a good year because i achieved a lot that i aimed for i missed out on a lot that or maybe not a lot but i missed out let's let's just keep it in tangent uh, I'm, I achieved a lot that I aimed for. I missed out on a lot that I did, uh, aimed for. Um, I built relationships. I lost relationships. Um, I learned. I forgot. But overall, I think I made more ground than I lost ground. And I'm personally, it's not even like just trying to end the podcast on a on a on a strong note or happy note or whatever. But I truly see the future and like I see I see brightness. I see I'm right now on one of those ups where things are just looking good, and I think I'm becoming way more accustomed to that being momentarily. Or maybe not momentarily, but it will end. Or maybe it won't always be like this. And there will be a time in this this year where things turn. But I can't focus on that. I've got to enjoy where I am now. Where I hope to be. And just enjoy the journey. And I'm not saying I, I have to like... It's something I tell myself I have to, but I do. And I think the only times that I feel like really down or whatever is when i stop doing that and i start see living too much in tomorrow or where we're going and what i want to achieve and why am i not there yet and what when i start seeing that as more important than where i am today but yeah guys i think this has been a really I don't want to say dope, but I feel like it was a dope episode. So it was a really dope episode. And I hope you guys feel like that too. But we have reached the end of the podcast. And if you are still listening at this point, then I really fuck with you. And I really hope that you join me on this journey for the rest of the year. It's going to be dope. There's going to be some dope changes to the podcast um, starting next week. And just slowly continuing to implement some real like really making it what it was supposed to be when it started and it's gonna continue moving in that direction but guys like i said if you're still listening until this point i really fuck with you until the next time i bid you adieu and i will see you soon